Dallas, you already know okay. what's up. You're listening to Service from Hell, the podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky ones that got out and all the good, bad, and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney, and I'm uniquely qualified to discuss this as I currently work at a very busy and very popular comedy club in Los Angeles. And at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me that you were ready to order when I was running around like a crazy person. So let's eat. I'd like to welcome our guest Chandler Barbie. Chandler is an actor, writer, and producer originally from Hartsell, Alabama. Chandler can be seen on your TV with a ton of different projects or on stage at UCB, most notably playing your stepmom. Or you've heard her voice on a very successful podcast, Riggles Picks, which she also produces. And finally, if you watch any of Shark Week on Discovery, you've heard some of her jokes. She is self-proclaimed white trash. I better know Chandler from passing each other on the walls of the comedy club where I work. Chandler, please tell us about yourself. That was great. Thank you. I love when people just introduce myself for me. <laughs> that's how you know you make it. Yeah, that's it. You're and also terrifying. Because <laughs> I'm like, what are they going to say? Let's just hear it. I am white trash, though. You can hear it in my accent. So why do you why do you proclaim that about yourself? It's just I'm almost 30. <laughs> I've went through therapy and, you know, you realize a lot like you're who you are for the rest of your life at this point. Yeah. And if I just tell you up front, I'm white trash. And then I say something that's not PC, you're going to be like, she already warned me. It's (laughs) kind of my blanket of if I mispronounce something, Mm. if I want to go eat Cracker Barrel and think that's a fancy restaurant, you know, you know, (laughs) you're already covered. You're fine with it. Would you consider yourself woke? I mean, you're young enough. So I struggle with this because I do think I'm woke in my parents are very hippie and progressive. So they raised me even in the South, they raised me progressive. So in a way of being a comic and a writer, you have to be a certain sense of woke, but you also have to, I think there's a term of too woke. Agreed. And I think that's the beauty of seeing how far people will just go to take that turn. Because yes, I do think socially we should all be realistic and let people do whatever the fuck they want. But economically, (laughs) you can't. (laughs) Or like, just like through the justice system. Sure. You have to have rules. That's where (laughs) chaos comes from. I agree. So have you gotten like, because you're, you're from Alabama. So did you notice like when you came to LA, which is technically still the South, even though everyone doesn't think that Mm -hmm. were you like, Oh, this is different. Yeah. So here's my theory on this. I moved schools a lot as a kid. I think I went to eight different schools Holy shit. and I was also homeschooled until fourth grade. So I had to quickly learn how to make friends and adapt. So I think that when you move a lot, you learn how to be easily adaptable Sure. and you learn how to pick up certain um, social cues of, of different types of people and blend in. So it wasn't hard for me to blend in in Los Angeles because it is such a melting pot. But you realize people are kind of the same everywhere. Oh, like that's people are shitty everywhere and people are nice <laughs> everywhere. I don't think it has anything to do with the geographical region. Sure. I think it has to do with what's rooted inside the person. That's totally fair. Like culturally, there are a few differences, but... What's like one of them? Like I'm going to call a shopping cart a buggy. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Or like a remote control. I call a remote control and like my boyfriend calls it a clicker. Oh, that's funny. And I'm like, that. what are you asking me for? Oh yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I would say remote control too. Yeah. I'd say just remote, I guess. But, I, and I get so frustrated. Like for a long time, Siri didn't understand my accent. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> are you serious? God. Swear <laughs> to God, I can't use Siri. 
she doesn't know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, I quit. I just, I don't know what I'm talking about either half the time. Oh, so hilarious. gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. I'm out. I'm gonna throw my phone at the wall. <laughs> okay. So you moved a bunch as a kid. And then at what point you went to, where'd you go to college? So I went to UNA, which is the University of North Alabama. It's right on the Alabama-Tennessee line. So we used to go play lottery tickets on the Tennessee line. Wait, really? Because yeah. you, you could be you younger? Do, yeah, because you can't do it in Alabama. You can't buy lottery tickets. Oh, it's illegal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they don't even have a state lottery? Nope. I, don't I think didn't so. know that. Yeah, Georgia does and Tennessee does. So we would always like drive 30 minutes. And also the liquor rules were different. Okay. So you could buy liquor, um, I think, until after 2 a.m. 2 a.m. or something. And in Alabama, it cuts off at midnight, maybe. Yeah. Get out. So we would like go up there and buy shit and bring it back. Sorry if I cuss. I don't no, know. you're totally okay. allowed to. It's totally fine. That's um, hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So you go to UNA, you said it was called? Yeah. So I okay. went to University of North Alabama, Roar Lions. It was <laughs> not a fun three years in my life. <laughs> I was in a sorority for a brief moment and then got kicked out. Wait, wait. You have why and how? Yeah. Tell me right so now. So I naturally, to try to fit in, was like, I should join a sorority because my boyfriend at the time was joining a fraternity. And I joined FIMU. I don't care if they know I was in it. Oh, she's calling people out. And the first year was fun, but I'm not like, I don't conform well. So you fit into LA really well because of that. And so there was like this thing sophomore year where I was the head of intramural sports, like the chair of, of it. Because I, I was playing soccer for the school and I also played volleyball and stuff. So it was very easy for me to be in charge of it. Mm-hmm. And this girl was on my committee and she never came to meetings. So I didn't put her on any teams. And it became this thing. And she was apparently talking shit about me in the uh. in the, in the uh, dorms. And I heard her because she was like, I'm going to knock her out next time I see her. What? And I walked in and I was like, oh, you are. Well, I guess that's the time. <laughs> and I mean, I'm like an 18-year-old sassy bitch at this point. <laughs> and she got real shady about it and I just clocked her. No, you didn't. Yeah. Holy shit. I shouldn't have done it in front of sisters. (laughs) So I got called to the like fake ass justice board of the sorority or whatever and I was just like, you know, I don't want to be a part of this (laughs) because I don't like any of you. You're not my friends. I hang out with, I was a sweetheart of the guy's fraternity and they were all my friends anyway. So I was just like, why am I wasting money? Like I was literally a waitress serving tables to pay for this sorority I hated get out of here yeah and it just it didn't make sense so they were kind of like you can't not be part of it and but i was on scholarship for a business degree for statistics so i brought up their scores so they were like we're gonna kick you out but we're really gonna put you on like alumni pretty much early alumni i think is what it was because then they could still use my test scores for their get recruiting get out yeah. of here because i was one, i was one of two girls in the entire sorority that was on a statistics path i was in business school and no oh, one else okay. was everyone else was trying to be like a fucking teacher or something sure makes sense so that's so crazy i didn't know that they did that yeah so they're they're like they rise up in the ranks of other yeah. sororities and because you, of that it, you're ranked by your school like in this whole sorority system mm-hmm. and then you're ranked between between other sororities in the school. So it's like a, you can recruit better. You can be like, well, we have an overall 3.2. So our oh. sorority gets extra benefits from the school and we get extra funding and like. Because your grade point average is yeah. up. Oh, that, I didn't know that was a thing. Is that true for sororities across the board? I think so. I did not yeah. know that. Dirty. It's so political. Yeah, it is. So, you, so you're like, all right, I'm an alumni or whatever. So you mentioned one customer service job during this time. Are you thinking that you're like, I'm about to leave Alabama and come to LA? Like, you knew you oh, yeah. wanted to do that. I, because I told them, 
like I was such an asshole when I was younger. <laughs> I was basically, I'd started working in film at the time too. So I started out as a production assistant when I was 18, but I could only really work it in the summer. So I would take online business courses and I would live in Atlanta and work on movie sets to make summer money because you got paid way more yeah. than being a waitress sure then when i was back in college i would work a, a service job to pay for school and everything and i basically was like you know what fuck you guys i'm gonna be something someday and you're gonna want me on that famous find me wall so go suck it and i'm out <laughs> and i threw myself into school to finish early so i finished in three years with a four-year degree holy shit and I worked in on movies. So I started working and the plan was to move to LA. But then I got a job on the Hunger Games and it was a year and a half job in Atlanta because they were filming the last two movies together. So I took that job and moved to Atlanta and then I moved to New Orleans for a hot second. And then four years ago, I moved to LA finally. Wow. Okay. So, so it's a journey. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, moved a lot. You've lived like 10 lives yeah. in your very short life. Okay. So you come to LA and you're like, I'm making inroads in the film industry. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you were also like taking improv classes and like getting yourself fully yeah. figured out as a performer too. Yeah. I was, I don't believe that everyone in, I think if you're an artist in general, you have a lot of skills. Sure. And I don't like when per someone identifies as one thing because being a comedian, that can mean so many different things. You can be a writer, you can be an improv, you can be a stand-up comic, you can be a comedic actor. So while I was working as an assistant for a producer, I was also taking Groundlings. And that's a very character-based improv school. They mainly do sketch. And I will go on the record and say, because I've said this publicly to other people, I personally do not like Groundlings. I didn't either. The way their system works now versus how when Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig went through is very different. And I believe it's very political. Mm -hmm. And they punished me for having like writer's jobs already and wouldn't let me perform. So I did... After spending two, three years there and spending a god so much amount money, of money, so much money, I had to really reflect and change. And I went to UCB and I love UCB and I've been there for a year and a half now and it's amazing. Yeah, so. I find, I mean, like, listen, different schools for different folks, like whatever yeah. works for you. But my experience at Growlings was very negative as well. And, and until I got that to, from a lot of comics. Yeah, I got, I mean, like the last level that I got to was right before Writer's Lab. And I did have mm -hmm. one coach named Karen Morayama and I'll, I'll use her name because because she was phenomenal and mm -hmm. she actually changed my improv for the better. So that was positive. But I was used to Second City where everyone was nice yeah. to you and they didn't. I mean, I had stuff thrown at me in the middle of Groundlings classes and I got screamed at. I was made an example of like it just. That's exactly. I was made an example of by this one teacher who I hate I had him twice because they don't let you pick your teacher either. yeah and that's what frustrates me because jay lay has been there for years he's amazing i love him he got why i left and i i don't like being made an example out of because i feel like comedy is so subjective yes what you think is funny i'm not gonna think it's funny and mm -hmm. what i think is funny you may not think is funny and you can't tell me what character to play if i've made the character up you know i agree like, that makes me so angry you can't put me in a box and say that comedy is an open box i totally I, agree. I just don't agree with 
yeah. some of their teaching methods. And I don't think it's all the teachers. I think it's no. the new teachers. Yeah. And, and I think it's, you know, I think it's a system where I think a lot of people started taking Groundlings classes because they were like, oh, I'm going to be famous. Yeah. And I think that for the teachers, that was probably really hard to deal with. That mm-hmm. students coming in were like, why aren't I famous? And so yeah. I'm sure that it's this boiling water of you have to do the work, but then I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm. And it's one of those things too, where I think in LA too, like people need to have a reality check with themselves. Like I talk to my, I will go in my bathroom, turn on my fan and talk to myself because I don't want anyone to hear me talk to myself, (laughs) but I will have a straight up conversation and be like, we got to get your shit together. (laughs) But I said in class one time, because you have to go see classes, as I'm sure you know, Mm -hmm. when you're a student and the teacher who I did not like was like, what'd you think of the show? And I was like, I don't know. It was good. And he's like, well, I need more information than that. And I said in front of the whole class, I'm like, you know how it is. You go in, you see a show and you're like, wow, that person is definitely going to be a star one day. And that person's going to work at Wendy's. Oh, you said that. And yeah, in front of everyone. Oh my and God. his mouth dropped open. The other teacher was like, oh my God. And every student was like, oh my God, Chandler. And I was like, there's 15 of us in here. Yeah. Who cares? We're not all going to make it. No, it's not possible. It's statistically not, not possible. possible. Yeah. We're one class in millions of comedy classes in LA. Either you got it or, or you, you don't. don't. It's how it is. Yeah. I mean, it's rough, but it's, yeah. I'm not a singer and I know that. (laughs) Can you tell Chandler's a producer? (laughs) She's just gotten right to the meat. Okay. So you, so you're taking classes, you've gone on to UCB. So Shark Week, I'm sure people are very excited about. So what got you to Shark Week? I, a weird amount of decisions. So (laughs) I told people like, I've, so I have a shark tattoo. This is just a little about me. Uh, Sharks are my spirit animal. And I, I love sharks because they have to keep swimming forward or they drowned oh, wow. and for me that's what I have to tell myself is I have to always keep moving forward or I will drown that's my personality and that's why I relate so I've always been a fan of sharks and two years ago with my boss Rob Riggle we did a show called Rhett and Link have you it's a YouTube uh, okay. show and they like review movies and things and Rob did this joke and I was there with him and they gave him like an option to do these different like promotions and one of them was about sharks and you had to do a slideshow where you didn't know anything about sharks but you had to like tell a presentation it was basically an improv scene okay and i begged him to do that scene because i write i write for him personally and i was like please do this like it for me because it's going to bring me so much joy so he did it and discovery saw it and they reached out to us and asked if we wanted to do shark week and at the time i didn't think i was going to get to go and i was so bummed because i was like you have to do this for me like this is my dream and our head writer didn't want to go so i got to go amazing and he took me and i got to go to bahamas two years ago and i got to write for shakta shark week okay and it was like the highest rated episode that shark week did hell yeah and so they brought us back. So I got brought back on as a full producer and writer for it this whole year. And we did, I think, three Shark Week shows. And we did Shark After Dark. So it was like kismet and the universe and trusting a gut of like your own enjoyment. Sure. And that was like the one thing I ever wanted to do, even though it doesn't matter what else I did. I wanted yeah. to do that. You had it as a goal. And it panned out. And I, I'm so lucky. Like it's such an iconic thing that yeah. everyone recognizes. Yeah. And they couldn't be nicer. And it is... You're 100% swimming with sharks. I have free swam with sharks. Free swam? Mm-hmm. Not in a cage? Yeah, not in a cage. Oh, I've done it twice now. That didn't terrify the shit out no, of you? No, it was so fun. And the thing that's so awkward is this year we shot our show. We had Adam Devine, Damon Waynes Jr., Anthony Anderson, Joe McHale, and Rob. I love Joel. And he's also the nicest person The nicest ever. human. I love him. Yes. 
they all were swimming and we all like dove with these sharks in the Bahamas and two days after rap, a girl gets attacked by Get a shark. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Oh I swear God. to God. So I'm like, thank God the agents didn't see that yeah. like, like didn't happen to our cast or we'd all be in trouble. Big trouble because they'd lose their insurance. That would be yeah, a big deal. Absolutely. Because oh. <laughs> they're actually swimming with the, like they were in the water with a 10 foot tiger shark at one point. Oh, their agents would have died. Yeah. Died. Yeah, it's a good thing they don't know that. Okay, so now you're in LA. That gets us up to speed. You're here now. You're doing all mm-hmm. of those amazing things. So we hope you've enjoyed your appetizers. We're going to go to the entrees after a quick break. We are back and now it is time for the entrees. Okay, Chandler. So this is the rapid fire question portion uh, okay. about the customer service experience. Feel free to talk as long as you want about these things though. Ready. I just say rapid fire because well, it just sounds cooler. What was your first job ever, ever? Ever. Um, I was a babysitter when I was 12, 13. Okay. I was the neighborhood babysitter. And then my mom opened a bath and body company. Shout out to your mom. She's adorable. She's the greatest human ever, the biggest hippie ever. She opened a store when I was, I believe, 13. And first of all, she broke a lot of child labor laws, <laughs> like 100%. Anyone that's worked for their family is like nodding along right now. Yeah. Like. I mean, to this day, like I came up with her bestseller to this day, like our bread and butter, her company off of this one fragrance I found and like named. And I'm like, I was four, 15 at the time. Maybe. Wait, what'd you name it? What is it? It's marshmallow fluff. Okay. <laughs> it's literally like crack. She can't sell enough of it. She sells out all the time. Like Christmas, she has to st- start stocking for it in July because it sells so quickly. Is it like a room fragrance or what is it? It's um, So she can do any fragrance in any product. Okay. So, so it could be a candle. It could, it could be, be a be... candle. It could be a bath bomb, lotion, shampoo. Oh, okay. Like it sells out in everything. I love it. And I always tell her, I'm like, if I had gotten a percentage of that, <laughs> I would never have to work. And she's like, well, you didn't. And I raised you. So that's what your percentage is, is you're alive. Oh, I love it. Okay. So but, you started, did you start working at the actual store? Yeah. So breaking all the child labor laws, you're working at 14, 13, 14. 14. So okay. f- I think it was because we had to remodel the store when I was 13. So I helped her do that. And then 14 years old, I opened a bank account. I was no longer really babysitting because that was just cash money and I wasn't making enough. So I opened a bank account. She hired me as an employee. Cause I don't think she has to pay. I don't think you have to pay taxes on. It's something weird. It's there's great. Something. I don't know. Yeah, there's something <laughs> about it. I don't want to get my mom in trouble. With yeah, the don't. <laughs> but yeah, I started working. I was one of the first employees there. She had a few teenagers older than me. And my job basically at the time was to clean the store because you think a soap store it's not going to get dirty it does it's nasty cleaning toilets and cleaning the back room uh her work room because there's dyes and fragrance and stuff that was my first job at 14 and then when i became 15 16 she let me start running the register or waiting on customers because first of all no one's gonna take a 14 year old series ever i look 14 (laughs) now so imagine what i look like then um but you have to like learn all the ingredients of the products you have to know what's going to be good like if someone comes in they're like i have psoriasis you have to know what is good for them and then the thing people don't get about customer service is you have to be able to handle a situation under pressure Mm. and you have to look like it doesn't phase you at all so true so true and that's why christmas season oh it's the worst the worst worst. season i think that's why i'm traumatized and i hate the holidays now (laughs) straight up because i hear you hear christmas music from october to january 
Mercury. Oh, yeah, because you played it in the store, huh? Yeah. And would people just be extra terrible? Yeah, because there's two groups of people I will never like. As a waitress, I will never like after Sunday service people because churchgoers are so rude to you as a waitress. And I don't like people around the holidays, shoppers around the holidays, because it's so fake to me. Interesting. When you work in customer service, you see how fake everyone is because they rush in. They need a gift for their kid's teacher or their aunt's cousin's brother. And they don't think about what they're buying they just want you to help them get the cheapest thing possible that's the nicest thing possible they don't care about the scent because you you know i'm a self-proclaimed really good gift buyer because i i don't know if you agree with me on this i am going completely off the subject keep going sorry no don't Um, apologize go in this day and age do you feel like it's so hard to buy gifts for people yeah because everybody has access to everything exactly yeah you can't yeah i agree they can buy whatever they want for themselves at any point for me buying a gift is like a, a movie or an art piece you have to figure out what they're emotionally attached to oh that's really thoughtful chandler so that's how you're gonna buy them the gift best gift so like for my mom when i first moved out she's my best friend for a year i wrote her a letter every day in a journal oh how sweet is that and then i gave it to her on christmas did she just die crying oh my bad but it was like i would miss her so i would like tell her i'm sorry i'm gonna start crying because i love her so much (laughs) her mom is fantastic but i would just tell her like dumb things about my day or but you don't get to talk to them so then yeah so then she has something she can read because she loves to read and then for earl my boyfriend he watches the buster douglas uh, Mike Tyson fight. Okay. Where it's the first time Mike Tyson was ever knocked out and oh, it was shit. by Buster Douglas. And he remembers watching that as a kid. So he watches that fight before any show. Get out. Her it's her like, boyfriend is a stand up comic who's very successful and very, very funny. Yeah, so great. he watches it before he goes before to perform. He goes, yeah. Wow. And it like pumps him up. So I found a signed Buster Douglas boxing glove. I will die. For his birthday. How did you find it? Girl, I had to call so many dealers <laughs> and like it was hard. I And I got it and I went to Europe this year for a show. So I had to buy the thing in June. So it would be there by the time his birthday in September. So it was like a whole process. And then our anniversary was just this week. And I had saved every concert ticket, every movie ticket, every thing we did and i like to this scrapbook of like the first year it's like it's amazing it's really sappy but it's like the only way i'm gonna give someone something that they don't have 100 percent. you know what i mean that's so thoughtful so for me christmas sucks because i see all these people coming in wanting me to help them and i'm like well what fragrance do they like or do they take baths because a bath bomb might be really nice for them and they're like i don't know i just need a gift and to me that shows that you don't care about that person you just want to look good and look like I got you something. Wow, what an interesting... So it's a manipulation, not a gift. Yeah. And what would you say when they would say like, oh, I don't know, you know, I just want to get them something. What would you just like shut down? Or would you be like, all right, here's a fucking whatever? I would say, well, what's their age? <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go real general. I'm going to find, you know, if they're if they're 15, they're going to want a cotton candy fragrance. 100%. You know? If they're 45, they're going to want like a floral probably. It's fair. So, you know, it's pretty yeah. general. And then I would just do a general gift. I'd be like, well, what's your budget? Because if you're <laughs> like five dollars and you're like here's a sample get out here you go you cheap (laughs) you cheap ass my mom being the sweet southern woman she is she does free gift wrapping at christmas which is great as a business owner move it's a real bitch when you're an employee (laughs) 
<laughs> I can rap. No fucking lie. We should have a contest. I can rap Christmas gifts. I can do probably 40 in under 20 minutes. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. 40 gifts in under 20 minutes. Probably. I might be a little rusty, but like I was the rap queen <laughs> when I was in high school. Like that was my station because I hated doing the register and no one wanted to rap. So I was like, I'll do it because no one talks to you over there. Oh, it's so nice when you could find a way to work in customer yeah. service and not have to actually talk to and anyone. And I love putting colors together and like making it's so you're a visual. No, yeah. you're you're an artist. But you're like a visual artist. The gift, and it always looked really good. Good job. You. Well, wasn't there one time though that it didn't go so great, and there was a woman who was like, "Oh my god!" You gotta tell us about that. Okay, so old ladies are either wonderful or the devil, and I can't <laughs> wait till I'm an old woman because you can't. It's true. <laughs> there is no in between. There's no in between. They're either the sassiest, lovable grandma you love, or they are a complete witch from hell. <laughs> And you can't say anything to them either way because they're old (laughs) and they know it. (laughs) They are cashing in on the fact that they are allowed to be terrible. Yeah. Straight up. I love this so much. So I may be 17 at the time. Okay. I wasn't a good teenager and like I had a lot of emotional issues. All of us, girl, get in line. Um, We all were terrible. And thank God my mom only had one girl, but (laughs) I was working and I would go with my mom. We had this routine at Christmas where I would get up at 5 a.m. with her. We'd go to Starbucks, we'd get coffee, and then we'd go to the store early before it opened and we'd like restock the shelves. And it was like our time to spend together before the employees came in. And so it's like every Christmas I miss her because that's what we did together. That is so sweet. What a fun tradition. But it also like she had to work a lot. My brothers would sleep late. My dad wouldn't come in because he was working sure. i was pulling 12 again child labor loss i was pulling <laughs> 12 13 hour days with her Oof. this old woman comes in and she bought maybe 30 gifts of like bath bombs bath bombs are three to four dollars kate they're so they're not cheap. expensive yeah and they're also round aren't they so wrapping yeah, them is probably a nightmare well, usually what I would do is put them in like a tissue paper and then put them in like a little bag oh, or smart. something okay. and then just tie a ribbon. So it was really easy. But she comes in rush hour. It was three o'clock. Um, now, and see, this is, this is you. I'm going to jump in real quick because I've never worked retail. Is there because there's restaurant rush hour. Is there there's retail rush yeah, hour? Retail rush hours after restaurant rush hour. Okay. Because they go eat their lunch and then they do some quick shopping before they have to go to work. Oh, so you guys are what, three to five? Mm-hmm. Like, Or they do it before they have to go home and do dinner. So then, so or three it's three to so- five is, and people get out of school then. So oh, teachers are coming in. Oh, God. Yeah. See, that's like low time in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Okay. And so you're, so it's retail rush hour. Retail She's in rush there. Hour. There's maybe 30 customers in the store. Now, how big is the store? Um, The store is maybe the size of like, you know, like a Burger King, sure. The uh, seating area, it's yeah. maybe that size, like okay. the the floor. Okay, so um, like there's multiple counters. Like there's a register counter. There's a mixing station. The store itself, it's um, the oldest building in Hartsel, where I'm from. It's a historic landmark. Oh, fun! So it's a three story building in downtown. It's beautiful, but the the front store area is maybe the size of like a Burger King okay. restaurant or something. Okay, or a Bath and Body. Got it. Her competition. <laughs> Boo. Um, she comes in, checks out, and then tells, uh, I think it was Elizabeth at the time was working, that she wants all these wrapped. 
or no, it was Jennifer. Jennifer was my mom's manager. She's like in her thirties and she was like, uh oh. Because everyone, <laughs> all the employees know, like, don't cross Chandler. Cause she's the one that's just like, motherfucker. Well, also with nepotism, like, you ain't getting fired. I'm not so. getting fired. <laughs> You're about to say what oh, you want. <laughs> speaking, that's some good foreshadowing. <laughs> so Jennifer's like, well, Chandler's right over there. So maybe she'll wrap him for you. But just so you know, we usually don't wrap bath bombs because they're three dollars each and we'd lose money yeah cost um, more to wrap it sure yeah. and so she comes over and she's like can you wrap these and i was like sure just give me a second so i finish up this other big gift i'm finishing for this customer and also you get tipped a lot during the holidays so i would get tipped a lot for wrapping from like my mom's normal customers and stuff so i would always wrap theirs extra good because hell they would, yeah like, throw cash yeah you know? side note to anyone listening if there is an opportunity to tip and you do it people do change i'm sorry oh, myself included 100. we all think we're above it we're not above it someone gave me a 30 dollars tip one time for wrapping a gift and Every time they came in, I was like, what do you need? I will do whatever you I'll need. I'll bump you ahead of all of these people. Straight yep. up. <laughs> yep. So she comes over and... Now wait, had that... Was the big gift... Did that person tip you? The yes, big gift yes, you were yes, yes, finishing yes. up? So okay. she tipped me and I, she was a family friend because she'd been coming in so long. So she'd know me forever. Okay. So she left and I start pulling the bath bombs and just putting them in red tissue paper and putting them in like a small cellophane snowflake bag. Oh, that's Very cute. simple, cute. but cute. And it looks like nice. She then starts to direct me on how, what colors need to be what and what bags and then telling me I need to put extra ribbon. And I was like, for this free, wrapping. free gift wrapping experience. Yeah. And I yeah. bet you she didn't tip. No. So she keeps telling me what to do. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll try to put some, because she wanted different colors. And I was like, I can do red and green. It's what I have in front of me. And sure, there was like a million different colors, but I'm not about to pull all that out no. and make a mess of my OCD no. station. Sorry. <laughs> For bath bombs, it would be different if she spent $400 I'm a Libra. You can't give me too many options. It stresses me out. <laughs> so, you, so you're so you still wrapping. You're like, I'll see if I can, or you won't grab the thing. Is she like so looking I, over your shoulder? Yeah, she's like pointing and I'm like, I'll do these two colors. Like I... I, I usually like my boss doesn't allow me to do more, but I'll do these two because there's 30 and I, I get you want a little different. She keeps saying, well, the boss, like I know the owner. And I was like, wait, okay. she does not know you're Which, her, the daughter. No. Oh, I love it <laughs> so all. much. And I'm like, me too. I bet you don't know her as good as I knew. Like, I okay. lived inside of the owner. Beat that yeah, bitch. Straight up. The owner paid for my dinner last night. So, and my rent. <laughs> Hello. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, you know, the owner's in the back. So I, th- this is what I'm told to to do you know yeah. i'm playing dumb like Good job, you. she's like well i i am a big customer here and the owner wouldn't like if i wasn't satisfied pretty much is what she says pretty big flex on the daughter and of also, the owner <laughs> you know i get that you guys think the customer is always right Sometimes the customer's pretty freaking wrong. Sometimes okay. the customer is really freaking wrong. That can be the that's, label of this episode. That, that's what this episode is called. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> the customer is really freaking, freaking wrong. wrong. <laughs> so she goes, I'd really like to talk to the owner. Because I had a bad attitude at this point. I'll be real. <laughs> Chandler, you? <laughs> yeah. I was like, whatever. So I'm like, oh, you want to talk to the owner, Darla? And she goes, yeah. And I go, okay, mom. I'll die. And yell like as loud as I could in the store. And the store is like high ceilings. So my mom, she's like, fuck. She she knows. knew what was coming. So she comes up and then the woman's. Sheet white. Yeah. Just. Just co- like color her, drains out of her face. Her face changes completely. Now all of a sudden she's my best friend. Ooh. So my mom comes up here. She's like, what's, Hey, what's going on? Do you need something? And I was like, yeah, um, your really big customer <laughs> w- says I'm not wrapping this right. So maybe you can do it instead because I'm not doing it to the quality. Apparently you do it for her. 
good job you Chandler and my mom is just like oh god <laughs> and uh this is also like right before Yelp was a thing so thank god <laughs> pre Yelp was important bad. for Chandler working at this job I'd be fired <laughs> so my mom's just like okay well, what do you need and the lady's like you know what it looks really good she was doing a great job oh uh, shut up now she's like I just I was wanting a little different colors I'm like no tell her what you wanted she can do it <laughs> you can she, she was in the back uh uh, making orders but she can do it for you if you really want the owner she can do it she's got it no problem she's just will, trying to run her I small business i will take business. my five i will 100% probably take a 10 and i'm not gonna get fired but bye so i just my mom's like go to the back go to the back so i go to the back and like my mom loves to tell the story to this day like because the lady was not a an of known customer because if you are we know you you ain't got to say it you You never have to say those words i'm here often no you're not yeah because her real customers bring Mm -hmm. us christmas cookies and they know i'm (laughs) gluten-free so (laughs) where are those at karen Give me those gluten-free cookies. <laughs> and then maybe I'll wrap your goddamn bath bombs. And then I'll wrap you. Like, <laughs> I'm easy. You can buy me. Buy us. You can so easily buy people that work in customer service yes. with food. Buy us with food. We will be so happy. We need that sugar burst. We yes. need it. We're dying. Straight up. Oh, my God. There's this one customer, bless her soul. <laughs> she used to bring us coffee. Okay. Like Starbucks, like the expensive Yay. shit. Okay. And it wasn't in our town. It was like the one right next to us. So she oh. would come. She was a teacher and she would bring it on her way in. That's so and lovely. she knew my mom's like order. She always would forget I was soy milk, but it's fine. <laughs> I still drank it. Yeah. Those type of things when you've been stressed out all day mm-hmm. or shit on all day. Like shit. Yeah. Shit on. Mm-hmm. And then someone brings you a coffee. You're just like, my mom would always give her like free shit. She was like, that's you. That's the loveliest thing. Like, you're so nice. I don't know, it just, it, it makes a difference. I have another story, but I don't know if you have another no, question. No, come on. So, tell me if you notice working in retail or working with the general public, I'll mm-hmm. say. Working with the peasants. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm a peasant. Same, Because you're treated like a Same, peasant. Yeah, we are. I'm just like, yes, sir. Do Whatever you want. You want. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to pay my bills. <laughs> Please. That $20 non-tax tip really means a lot. <laughs> Oh my God, it does. It I wish really it does. I wish like it did. Cash money. Matters. And it matters. I tell people all the time, like, if you give me cash, I will not say anything. anything. That's hush money straight up. I like, I have, like, my boyfriend laughs. I, like, have poor man mentality forever. Oh, girl, same. It's so dangerous. Cash, I have cash hidden in our house. So do I. <laughs> because one time when the tornadoes happened uh, six years ago, I was in college and long story short, it was basically martial law in Alabama where Jesus. my parents lived because all the power lines were knocked down and within like a 60 mile radius because of the tornadoes for weeks. So you couldn't get gas, groceries, nothing, nothing. unless you had fucking cash. Mm-hmm. And we live in a millennial age and an electronic age where no one has cash. Yep. My mom and dad had to call me because they knew I hid money in our house. And they were like, where's it hidden? And they were like, where's it? And I had like two grand. God damn. And they were like, because I save anytime someone gives me cash, I put half of it away. That a girl. Because that's the one thing that will never break down. Sure. Is cash. Well, anyone who lived through the Northridge earthquakes, I wasn't out here then yeah. at that time. But like the only a girl I actually met at Groundlings was she lived through it. And mm-hmm. she told me because of talking to her, she was like, hide cash. And she was like, yeah, have a have bottles of water mm-hmm. and hide like clean underwear. She and was knives. like, and <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Think about it, she Kate. She didn't say not shit. Think about it. Okay. So you Listen, can fucking attack Let's say people. the end of the world. Let's say the end of the world happens, Kate. Oh you going downtown? No. You're going to go to Calabasas where those right? stepwives don't know how to protect themselves and you're going to roll up there with a knife and be like, here you go. I own this mansion now. Okay, cool. So Chandler also keeps cans of expired products just like stacked in her house yeah, so I'm that she has I'm food. I'm Dwight Schrude as well. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. So she's ready for the end of the world. Good. I'm glad we're friends. <laughs> okay. So, so cash, we were yeah. talking about, you had another story. Was it with a customer or something? Oh yeah. Sorry. That's okay. I'm going, I've Get had there. a lot of cash. That's okay. <laughs> um, so there was this other, cu- so customers tend to always tell you their deepest, darkest secrets. Oh, you're a therapist for sure. And like, I've straight up been like checking someone out and they're like, my husband just asked for a divorce. And I'm like, do you want a soap sample? <laughs> $10 is your change. Like, I don't... Do you want a hug? I don't know what to say. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's why it's taught me to always be nice to people mm. and be patient. Yes. Even though you're having a shitty day because you don't know what someone else is having. An experience happened to my mom where she was running the store and this woman come in and she was maybe in her 30s and asked for a, a man's a male, a male fragrance that my mom didn't have on, have on the shelf but she had in the back. And she was like, can I have a spray in it? And my mom was like, yeah, it'll take 30 minutes. If you can just wait, I could probably do it in actually five. So she waits and then my mom checks her out and she just start crying and my mom's like are you okay and she's like uh my husband just died in a rock yeah oh and she's like i ran out of his uh cologne and i spray the pillow with it every night oh i'll die and i just wanted more and my mom was like because i come from a military family too my mom was like um you can have as much as you want for free for the rest of your life oh what like sweet ugh. because it's like you don't know like you never my mom know. had no idea and my mom was just like oh here you go and then she just waterworks and of course my mom like i'm about to cry now yeah. like you're just like god damn it like yeah it's just so hot like people are going through so much but see the difference in that situation is like so she was genuinely abruptly grieving and could have been a bag of shit to yeah. all of you guys and justifiably been terrible mm-hmm. to everyone and instead of being terrible she was patient and kind yeah and lovely and you know didn't open with i need it right now because my husband just died. which listen when you're grieving you that's a stage and she could have and she could have gotten she could have been totally excused but instead was kind and it's like the difference, especially to a small business owner who's mm-hmm. also an empath, it's like that wasn't her intention. Her intention wasn't, let me go in there and get a bunch of free shit. Mm-hmm. She was paying for it, but yeah. then just couldn't control. Like that's, that's lovely. That's lovely. So it's, it's, and it's one of those, like there's things that I've experienced working um, with the general public that have either taught me a lot of lessons in my later life to be nicer to people and to be patient or have taught me how to deal with situations that you don't know how to deal with unless you've been put in the opposite perspective. Fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally fair. Because it's hard. It's hard. Like being a waiter is hard. <laughs> and I'm clumsy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not easy. It's not easy. Okay, I'm going back to the questions yes. because you've already answered a lot of them, but okay. <laughs> which you didn't even know. You have ESP. How many customer service jobs have you had total? And I would include babysitting because I think oh, that counts. Maybe three but if you count me delivering christmas stuff as an assistant four okay what was your favorite job of all of the jobs and you can't say producing or writing or any of the fun like creative shit that's obvious i mean you could say it that's I, just what i'm looking for 
I loved working with my mom. Aww. Yeah. Okay. And I think, and it's not just because I worked with her. It was the first real consistent job I had because I did it so long. Babysitting's fun because kids are, well, some kids are shitty, but kids but are kids cool. Care. Kids are cool. Yeah. But it was like, it, it was the first time I made my own money. It taught me how to like really take care of my money because my dad, we got jobs at 15, 14, 15, like, and we were cut off. Like we, he wow. did not give us money after that. He did you a favor. You know, he was yeah. like, you made your money. And if you don't have gas money to get to school, you're in trouble. Like you're grounded. Wow. Or you're taking the bus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, but I would say that because I did that job so long and it was during those crucial years as a teenager that it taught me a lot of responsibility. It's my favorite because there's so much now that I do as an adult that reverts back to that. And I hated my parents for making me work. Oh, of course. But I'm so thankful they did because... Because there's like there's people we work with out here that and nothing against them at all come from family money. Sure. God bless them. And I'm like, you're so lucky. Yeah. But they've never worked a a shitty job. Mm -hmm. And so they don't get why like every penny makes or when you get a raise, it matters or when you tip someone, it matters or being nice to someone, it matters. So I think being on the other end, I always tip 20% now. And that's even if you're a shitty waiter. If you're a good waiter, you usually get 30. Same I'm you know, yeah. and if like I've only done 15 maybe once or twice and it's because the person was like an asshole. What would it take? Okay, so what did it take for you to not tip? I mean, it were they... It would take... And I, I don't even get mad at people getting my order wrong. No, same. Because it, it happens. It happens. It's humans, it's humans in the back. It goes through three chains of command. It would have to be a really bad attitude towards me. And you visibly not working and me ready for multiple minutes ready to like So like they're like at the server station on their phone. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like um, I went to catch yeah. and we had a 930 reservation. It was 1030. We came at 925. They didn't sit, seat us till 1030. That's shitty. And then no one like would wait on us. That to me, you don't get a tip. Yeah, that's horrible. You don't get. What was the justification for not serving you? No, they were just like, sorry, we're busy. And but they weren't. They weren't. Like it's it's like their vibe and and things like that make me so angry because, you know, yes, I'm going out. It's a luxury to eat out. Anytime you can, it's a luxury. Go drink with your friends. But there's also people who work that job and their job is to serve you. That's their criteria. And so you should pay them for that. But if you don't realize, and, and it's not like I'm a God complex at all for tipping because I think anyone should be tipped for their service. But if you don't realize that like, you having a nice attitude is the difference in you getting $20 versus 10. Because I've literally like, I, and if there's a big group, I've tipped between 50 and 100% before. Holy shit. Because it's hard to wait on a big group and yeah. remember everyone's orders. I have ADD. I can barely remember my own. <laughs> we love y'all when y'all do that. You know. <laughs> what was your least favorite job? Waitressing. <laughs> Fair. I totally get it. What's the weirdest thing you've ever been asked while you were on the clock? Um, I've been asked for things that were not on the menu. And <laughs> I'm like, no, we don't have that. That's like a completely different restaurant. <laughs> and they're like, well, can you just make it? Oh, come on. I, I can ask the chef, but, you know, because I'm such a pleaser. I'm like, well, yeah, I can ask, but I, I mean, ask. no guarantees, but I'll give you free biscuits. <laughs> yeah, we don't serve you know? Whoppers at McDonald's. Sorry. Yeah, like it's no. the, uh. And it was like Cracker Barrel. So yeah. it was like, it's a pretty simple menu. <laughs> really basic menu, um, which people love. Yeah. 
And so I've had that. And then I've also had people order something and not like it, but they've eaten like half of half it. Half of it. That's, I don't understand that. If you hated it and bite two, yeah. you knew you hated it at bite two. Yeah. You're trying to get a free meal. That happens a lot. Because even when my order is like half wrong, I'll still like eat most of it Same. and be like, that's eh, fine. Same. I'm not that picky. Yeah. I don't want to bother them. Yeah. I'm just, um, unless you put meat in it. If you put meat in it, I have to send it But there's people who are just looking for a way to get a free meal. 100% girl. And it's so obvious. It's so and obvious. I had it happen one time when someone was on a date and that was like the most uncomfortable thing to watch the girl go she was, through. Oh, cause because it was, was it a guy? guy. Oh. And I was like, this is so uncomfortable for me as but, a waiter. But that's a ton of information for her though. That would have been a wrap for me. Or when they do the, you pay, no, you pay, no, you pay. I'm like, can someone just, just pay? Just your card and I don't want to, or the do not take their card. Don't take their card. You're taking my card. I had a guy last night who was like, I'm going to sneak you my card he's gonna want to pay you have to bend down i'm gonna put it on the ground and i did all of that and i was just like this is so degrading like i hate myself right now do you know the best way to do that if you're listening and you're trying to figure out how to pay for a meal say you're going to the bathroom Uh, same i do this move all the time i do this all the time and find the server bathroom find the server say hey i want to pay for the table here's my card when you come back just bring me the check that's it um, and then I, if that's, and then I always tip the server well, because yeah. it's like, yeah, that it's so discreet. Yep. It doesn't embarrass anyone. And it also doesn't make the server jump through hoops. So you can have some magical, I'm so generous dance yeah. going on for your table. If you're generous, just be generous. Just be generous. If you're generous, you ain't got to talk about it. Same thing we just said before. If you're a regular at, at any location, you ain't mm-hmm. got to say it because we've seen you. We know. We know. We know your order. We know your order. Um, what's an incident? Well, you already answered this. The incident mm-hmm. that made the mask to speak of the manager. They actually wanted to speak to the owner mm-hmm. with your wrapping. What's the last straw that got you out of the like serving job? I'm a big believer in leaving before you burn out. I'm not and good at that. Good job, you. I was working. I was. I just finished school and I was, I was 21 at the time. And I would always come home just to make extra money and work for my mom during the holidays because the film industry kind of shuts down in December and January. Facts. So I would work those two months with my mom. Hint, that's why a lot of award shows happen during those times. Very true. So I, it was the Christmas. I just finished a movie. We were in hiatus, came home and I was exhausted. And I was going through the motions and and my mom could tell I wasn't happy. I was really depressed at the time because mm. I didn't know what I wanted. I just graduated college and I knew I wanted to write and do comedy, but I was working a producer's or a production assistant job and it, it was a it was a foot in the door and, and I are. knew I had to do that. But then I was like back in my hometown, back waiting on people and I would see regular customers. I was like, oh, I thought you lived in Atlanta. I thought you were making movies. And, and then I, or they'd be like, Hollywood's here. Guess you didn't. And it's just like... <sighs> Or you'd see like your ex-boyfriends come Ugh. in with their new girlfriends and you had just had a heartbreak with them because you'd been with them for four years and I'm totally fine now, but... <laughs> She's over it. She's over I'm it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm very happy. <laughs> They're married, but it's not a big deal. But who cares? They have kids and it's fine and no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> but I saw that I... Well, actually my mom saw I was very unhappy and I told myself after that Christmas season, I would never come back to her store as an employee again. Wow. And I made that promise because it was hard. <laughs> Tips are good. Yeah. And the holidays, I think people feel guilty so they tip more during the holidays. Yeah. Except, I will say this, except if you're working on actual Thanksgiving or actual Christmas. Yeah, they don't then. The worst tips I've ever gotten in my life were on working actual Christmas and actual Thanksgiving. Throw them a bone. Yeah. They're having to work on the holidays. Yeah, we're not, we don't want to be there either. We're trying to make money. Yeah. And we get it. If you don't celebrate the holiday because of religious or whatever reason, like, or if your family doesn't live Mm -hmm. here and you're bummed out and that's why you went out. 
I totally get it. But assume the same is true for the people waiting on your tables. And also just assume like maybe they didn't have money to go go home because it's eight hundred dollars when for a flight that should be two. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. Um, have you ever had any bodily fluids on you while you were on the clock? Oh at my any? god. I had to clean up kid child pee one time Ooh. and it wasn't a babysitting job. It oh was my like God. A kid peed in the store. Are you serious? <laughs> Swear to God. And it was like so awkward because it was someone from our church who I did not like because I'm a, I'm a germaphobe, like 100%. I've like, I wash my hands too much. <laughs> it's like a clinical thing. Okay. And this uh, couple came in with their son who was maybe, he was definitely too old to be peeing himself. <laughs> <laughs> He was 16. It was very he was uncomfortable. 34. <laughs> this man was angry. <laughs> you just anger pee instead of anger cry. Can you imagine? Just whips it out and just goes. And he's like, I wish somebody would see this. Oh, my. No. So, Wait, so he was too he old was, to be peeing. He was like three or four. So he oh, was like, right he could say, cost. I got to go to the potty. So they're in the store shopping. The couple's really annoying. I don't like them. All of a sudden, they leave really quick. Oh, come on. Yeah. They just like leave. They didn't even tell you that it happened. So I see there's like a spot on the floor and we didn't have a lot of employees at the time. I think it was like it was a Tuesday or something. So I just go up and I'm like, let me just wipe it up. Someone probably spilled a sprayer or something. And then it's like yellow. And I was like, girl. And then my mom realizes what happened because she was like, that was weird that they left. And then she put two and two together. And then she was like, oh, should I tell her? Because she's going to freak the fuck out. Meaning tell you. Should she tell you? Okay. Because I would, I would have said something at church. Oh yeah. Like I clean up your kids pee. Oh, I would have had a, yeah, I would have Um, not been happy. Especially because they just left. I mean, kids have accidents. Kids are kids, but you don't get to just peace out of the store and be like, that's another thing. Parents are terrible when they go in public places Mm. with like, with waiters and with retail oh yeah i have so many stories about that so i figured it out and basically bleached my body (laughs) i washed my hands a lot but i was so angry that was like the most angry you've been on the clock and so you had to clean it up yeah did you ever see them again yeah i saw them at church sunday how did you not say anything my mom threatened me (laughs) she's like i will actually fire you this is the one she was like well yeah i was a pastor's daughter too so it was like oh i didn't know you were pk Shout out to all the PKs. my problems. Oh, I did not <laughs> know too. that. Have you? Were you ever stiffed when you were waiting tables? Uh, yes, I was stiffed. I when I was a waitress, I only wanted to work weeknights because I was in a college town and people who can afford to tip and afford to go out go out on Monday nights. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I have not tested this because theory. People on Friday nights get their check and they blow it during the weekend. People who have money and can afford are usually like single older males or couples so i liked working during the week nights because it worked with my school schedule and i had regulars that came in like oh. i had this old couple who would give me they gave me like a gift card for christmas oh bless them they, like, people don't me. get how much that matters and it was it so just, nice and i gave so them sweet. free pumpkin pie that's I love so them. sweet but during the weekends it's weird in the service industry where you have to work your way up in the ranks just like it's all a shitty job but you have to work to get the better shift in the shitty job correct so at first First, you're gonna have the shittiest of the shittiest of the shittiest thing yep and it sucks <laughs> big so time a lot when i would wait on high schoolers you know your dad gives you twenty dollars you're gonna go and you're gonna spend eight dollars on movie ticket at the time sure. and then you have twelve dollars to eat so you're gonna get a ten dollar meal because plus tax that'll equal about twelve dollars you're not gonna tip me oh hell no they're keeping all that and they factor a big in. group of them it's even worse i'm not gonna get 
anything. Zero dollars on a potentially hundred dollar bill. Yeah. Were you ever fired from a customer service job? No. Because you, based on your philosophy of leaving before it's on yeah. fire, you don't get mm-hmm. fired. Good job, you. Um, The worst customer you've ever interacted with? Ooh, there's a lot. <laughs> but, uh, I think uh, older women or like um, entitled nurses that are your age. Oh, that's that interesting. Like, nurses? Nurses especially or teachers. I've noticed that whenever and my older brother still he runs my mom's because she she now has stuff in like pharmacies all over the united states so, so awesome. he runs all her online stuff what's the name of the company by the way we have the beehive bathhouse beehive bathhouse mm-hmm. so he's even noticed like people he, he he'll come down there to like pick up stuff and deliver it or whatever they treat him bad and he's like i'm a 30 year old dude that works in the stock market and also runs her company like why are you treating me like trash why even if he weren't even if he didn't have any of those credentials why treat anyone like just just because he's dropping stuff off and so i would get a lot in college especially girls who knew me or didn't really know me but kind of treat me bad because i was waiting on them oh die i just i can't with that stuff that makes me crazy have you ever been rendered speechless at your job like a moment that you were like and I have nothing to say. I feel like that's impossible sure, for you. <laughs> yeah. Because I have such quick comebacks yeah, at people do. and it's going to get, it gets me in trouble. But no, I, but I will say I am such a like sister person because I do this for my brothers. If I see another employee, because I do not be mean to someone that won't stick up for themselves. Oh, girl, Because my mom used to, she, my mom will not be mean to anyone. Like you could literally spit in her face and she'd be like, I'll do you want a soap sample? No, you know? no, 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 no. Um, so I've stepped in multiple times on customers being rude to high schoolers that work for my mom, managers that work for my mom, <laughs> or my mom. Like I've stepped in a few times where people have dressed down my mom uh-uh. nope. and she's just taking it and I'll come in and be like, um, you can leave. And that they'll be like, well, I write a bad review. And I'm like, I don't okay. care. Okay. Our, our business has been here 15 years. Yeah. Clearly your $30 is really going to hurt us. Yeah. Please put a one star on Yelp, you piece of shit. Please. Or also like your opinions to me are like orgasms. Like mine's more important. I don't care if you have one. Like shut the <laughs> fuck up. Like that needs to be on a t-shirt. Okay. Um. And what's the rudest thing you've ever said to a customer that you can remember? Um. Probably. I don't care. <laughs> That's pretty rude. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. You know. Okay. Um. Well, guys. Now we're getting on to the good stuff. We hope you saved room for dessert. We're going to talk about the nice things now, the good stuff. And what's the best, an example of like one of the best customers you've ever dealt with? There is a, oh, I don't remember her name. I should have checked with my mom before I did this podcast. There's a customer <laughs> that has five kids. They're all homeschooled. Mm. She's been a customer of my mom for years. Her husband's a writer. They're lovely. And she can remember every one of my mom's kids names oh she always asks how they all are she has like the most chaotic life of her own and she's still like the most pleasant like she's one of those people that is like beautiful in chaos like that's how she thrives yeah and people like that remind me that it's not that bad because they are still a good person Mm. so i love and and it's really nice too how a lot of old customers or people i used to work for still like check in on me with my mom that's sweet ask how i am because they've known me for so long it's like growing up around them sure um and there's a lot of like there's this sweet jewish woman who used to come in and my family's half jewish and she would always tell me the most encouraging 
things. Like I'd be like cutting her soap sample and she would like grab my hand and be like, you're going to make it. Oh, and it was like the weird, like why would you tell someone that? But it was also like at the time I was like, when I was 21, 20, 21, I was like so depressed. Oh girl. And when someone would like say that, I would just be like, you see me. A puddle on the ground. Yes, you You do. You see me. You're in my soul. Thank you. And I love you. And <laughs> Be yeah. my grandma. What's the nicest thing a customer has done for you while you were working? You may have sort of already answered this, but if you can um, think of anything else. They've given me coffee. That is the nicest thing. Isn't it crazy? Like, coffee and candy, man. That's yeah. it. That's all cookies. we need. Oh, cookies. Like, pre- like any present. Like present. Or even like someone just telling me like, your makeup looks really nice. Just Oh, so you mean people being kind yeah. actually matters? You kind of answered this too, but it's worth repeating. What's the best lesson that you've learned? Patience. Yeah. For sure patience and good people look people in the eyes and can see someone for who they are they're Mm -hmm. not just going through the motions and i think when you're getting a service done or you're doing a service job you're going through the motions a lot because you're like let's go i got it there's a million things i have going on Mm -hmm. but there's times when you see a person either you're waiting on them or they're being waited on by you and something inside of you whether it's the universe or God or whatever you think can be like, hey, be nice to this person or hey, you know, like say something to this and it makes a difference. Yeah, you can energetically just tell. So I think reading energies is like, a thing I've learned because you're around people so much. And you can, and their energy affects you. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Okay. And you've kind of answered this too, but just sorry. You, no, sorry. why are you sorry? This is like, yeah, that's a, a media that's trained, another thing folks. you've learned. What? That's another thing I thought about is you say sorry more if you've worked in the customer service. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause we're, that's our default. Mm-hmm. If there's something wrong, we just take the blame for it. Yeah, we do. We just take it. We just take it. Everybody we're taking it. I'm just your whipping post. <laughs> <laughs> I am sad all the time. Well, Chandler, thank you so much for being on. How can people get in touch with you? Because I know you're doing not a lot of social media these days. So what is your... Uh, You can follow me while I still have it on Instagram. It's just at Chandler Barbie or Twitter. Funnier on Twitter, but... Can you spell... It is C-H-A-N-D-L-E-R-B-A-R-B-E-E. Chandler Barbie. Okay. And it's at Chandler Barbie at Twitter for Twitter and Instagram. Yes, it's all just my name. Good job, you. Lucky you. You were able to get your name. Wow. Who knew? Who knew that was possible? I was not able to get mine. Have a weird ass name. Yeah. Well, that'll do it. <laughs> Spell it the way you do. And then how can people, can people see old episodes of Shark Week that you wrote on or can people hear you on Riggles Picks? Like when, where they else can. can people hear you? Um, you can see sh- uh, the Shark Week show I did. It's probably on streaming for Discovery. Okay. Uh, Which I, is actually now part of um, Disney Plus. Yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah, okay. I think so. I also am on a show called Riggles Picks, which is a Fox NFL Sunday every Sunday and the videos I do or the sketches I work on go up on YouTube after and I have a new show coming out on Discovery Channel in February. What's it called? Called Global Investigator. Ooh. I'm the producer on it and it's really cool. Can you tell us anything about it? It is basically the host is Rob Riggle and we go all around the world which is why I was out of the country most of this year. We go around the world um, trying to debunk mysteries or solve mysteries. So we've done like the Holy Grail and the Knights Templar and uh, we did like a pirate treasure one. It, it's really cool. Yeah, I was going to say this sounds like right up and my it's alley. it's like reality unscripted. So oh, I love it. It's definitely 
definitely kind of real. <laughs> okay. Well, we are going to drop checks now. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us out here with service from hell, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes and tell your friends to listen on any of the apps where they can be listening. It will help us reach more people that they need that need to be schooled in the art of being kind and will be catharsis for those of us still working in the industry. Remember, if you can't afford a tip, you can't afford to go out. So don't be garbage. Do not be good to people. It's easier that way. Thank you so much, Chandler, for Thank being you. here. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Keep listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.